This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now, here's Christopher Hart, Rich Jekyll, and Lucy Valido. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we have the ever-winning combination here again today, ladies and gentlemen. And we're coming to you from, I'm coming to you from the studio, but zooming in is the award-winning Rich Jekyll. How are you doing today, Rich? I'm just uh, absolutely zooming, Christopher, heart of hearts. (laughs) I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. We could not make the connection this go-around with Lucy Polito, but we'll be working on that for next go-around. In the meantime, I just want to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, that SCORE is still handling clients. Right, Rich? Absolutely correct. Daily, 9 to 5. And uh, you can call in. And when you call in, you will get an answering machine. The answering machine will suggest that you fill out a request for counseling, and that request will be picked up by administrators and then forwarded directly to the counselors on duty, and you should get a response within one to two hours. All right, and that phone number that Rich is referring to is 407-420-4844-407-420-4844. And you should have this uh, phone number plastered on the side of your refrigerator because that is the number of the SCORE office. Now, the offices are located in the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. And, of course, under normal circumstances, that's where they would be conducting business and seminars and all kinds of great stuff. But under these circumstances, uh, everything is being done over the phone, uh, Internet, and, uh, of course, video uh, with zoom like things and but they are still active and uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today because the you know the the times are a changing shall we say and you need advice now more than ever from people who have you know they've been through some rough waters maybe not as rough as this but nonetheless they've navigated some rough seas and those are the kind of skippers you want on board to help us out and score once again the mentorship program that Rich is talking about. Rich, how much does it cost again? Did you raise the price? It's the big F word, my friend. We can even say it better because we can zoom it and it's free. <laughs> it's absolutely free. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Now, they also have other course offerings that, once again, under normal circumstances, there would be a charge for them. But we'll be describing what SCORE is doing now in order to help you immediately in these times, once again, of great uncertainty. And uh, once again, SCORE phone number, 407-420-4844, the website, orlando.score.org. Orlando.score.org. I want to go right to our guest today because he too is a volunteer at SCORE and he's going to help us, uh, you know, describe to you what SCORE is doing, uh, as I said, to help us all through this. So I'd like to welcome. Yes. Before you go to uh, Paul, uh, we want to make sure that they know that there are constant webinars going on, not just from SCORE but also from the National Entrepreneur Center and people from outside experts on COVID and all this stuff are doing consistent uh, webinars either at uh, NEC or through Zoom or, but they're available on our website. Okay. And that website again is orlando.score.org. And by the way, the Entrepreneur Center's website is nationalec.org, nationalec.org. And that's the sort of thing we're going to be talking about with Paul Bosley of SCORE. Hey, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing very good, thank you. All right. You? All right, doing well, doing well. I know I've met you at uh, BizFest uh, or other events, but I can't remember. Uh, guys, uh, Paul, have you been on the show with us before? I was at the radio station interviewed about three years ago. Okay, it's been a while. That was, that's when we were rookies, right, Rich? 
<laughs> and, yeah, and, and you came back. You actually came back. Well, it took him three years. What does that tell you, right? <laughs> yeah, holy cow. That some folks in. All right. Well, since it's been a while, uh, Paul, we have a lot of new listeners since then. So please uh, remind our folks a little bit about yourself, where you're from, and how you got to be at SCORE. Uh, well, I've been in SCORE. I started in the uh, SCORE chapter in Fort Lauderdale about almost 10 years ago. And then when my wife and I retired, we built a home up in Mount Dora and I transferred from the Fort Lauderdale to the Orlando chapter. And that's about three and a half years ago, which is about when we first uh, did an interview. Um, I'm self-employed, been self-employed pretty much my whole life. uh, And our company specializes in financing businesses uh, using either SBA loans, equipment leasing, alternate financing. And I'm still working on a plan on working until I can't type or I can't talk. Well, I would can't imagine. Type or can't talk. Huh? What's that, Rich? That I can't type or I can't talk. <laughs> well, I would imagine you've been doing a lot of each here recently, Paul. Yeah, I've been uh, the finance expert on uh, the Association of Recreational Vehicles and Campgrounds. I, I specialize in financing certain industries and campgrounds, RV parks is one of them. So I've been on Zoom today for an hour as answering questions. And I've been doing it for about, well, I don't know, maybe three weeks with ARVC and in fitness uh, and in uh, franchising. Those are the three industries we specialize in. Well, you said you've been in business all your life. Obviously, you've never seen anything like this before. How are, are you dealing with it on a personal level and how uh, are the the folks your regular clientele dealing with it so far? Um, well, for, for me personally, uh, I applied as a business uh, for all three of the programs we're going to talk about right when they first came out. Okay. Uh, you know, we're pretty careful financially as a company, so we're we're getting through fine. I mean, it's 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 no fun, but you know, we're 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 getting through it. Uh, as far as my clients, th- that's all over the map, you know, because for instance, campgrounds are closed down and, you know, and, and they, uh, they can't, they had campers in some cases that they had to, uh, to leave. And, you know, there's all sorts of unique situations and franchising's all over the map because, you know, there are franchises, for instance, the, uh, one of the ones neighborly is a home-based franchise. They've been around for 50 years and they are still, operating and they're doing better than ever because it's for people that either, you know, any type of home-based craftsperson, uh, you know, they could be uh, doing carpentry, electrical work, uh, plumbing, any type of uh, extermination. So all those people are still working. Fitness, which is where I spent most of my life, they're, they're shut down and they're, they're up in arms. So, you know, it really depends on, on the industry you're in. As in all situations, you know, there are winners and losers, and there are going to be big-time winners and big-time losers, I'm afraid, when this all shakes out. Now, now, once again, Paul is a volunteer at SCORE. Are you uh, putting together a, a, a virtual program yourself, a Coffee with a Leader virtual presentation? or Because uh, I'm sure your your services are in big demand, your expertise. Yeah, we're we're doing the coffee for a leader. We're the I, I decided as a as a corporation, uh, I sponsored coffee for a leader as a company for the year, and Robin asked me to be the uh, guest. I think it's next week, sometime next Thursday or something. Okay. He is to go over the different programs that are available, whether they're SBA programs, state programs, or even just alternate programs. So yes, the answer is yes. Okay. And once again, that website for SCORE is orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org. And that's where you can sign up for these virtual presentations. Is it not, Rich? Yes, it is. Right. And it's pretty simple. Um, The Zoom seems to be the way that everybody is is going uh, right at the moment. We've done a lot of uh, different sessions, not counting this one. Now, is there any limitation to the number of people that can join by Zoom? This is all new to me. Yeah, there is. And uh, 
we have a master through Lois, our chapter chair, and there is no limitation with that, but there is limitation for the individual ones. Okay. So, so when you join individually, I don't know what it is. I haven't joined individually. I've just gone through score. I see. Okay. Uh, once again, though, to sign up for these and be able to participate in them, go to orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org, and Paul will be making a presentation this coming week. And now, normally, the Coffee with Leader series is a free series anyway, and I presume it'll be remain that way on the virtual side. Uh, on, no, it will not. Oh, okay. Well, then correct me and educate us. You have to bring your own coffee. Oh, jeez. Uh, you had me set up there. Nice one, Rich. Uh, it, all right. So nonetheless, uh, you will be able to participate, but you must sign up ahead of time at Orlando.score.org. And now will that – obviously it will be live, but then you'll also have it for people to see it in an archive like when you do the radio shows here, right? That is correct. And that will be going up probably the same day, and then people will be able to review it over and over again. So I presume the live one is going to be in the morning when the coffee series normally presents? Yeah, at normal times. Most of these, believe it or not, are taking place at the actual normal times. They're just being done over your computer. Right. And, of course, you know, that's a good thing is to maintain your normal schedule as much as possible. And... Now the uh, you know these all these events are great networking opportunities normally right uh, can that be done via Zoom Paul do you know have you gotten as much much experience that way with it well with the Q and A we've done like I said we've been doing Q and A for ARVC now for weeks the networking it really is limited to uh, you can raise your hand and ask questions and. Uh, and there are situations where if the moderator is good at it, which the guy that's moderating uh, these ARVC sessions is really good. He'll, he'll mention the name of the person that's asking the question and he tries to, uh, to make sure he connects the dots. I see. Okay. So a lot of it's going to have to do with the moderator. Okay. All right. Well, we're coming up on a break. So, fellas, stay right where you are. Stay hooked up. Stay, stay zooming because we're going to zoom into this break, and it'll zoom right through, and we'll zoom right back. You are listening to What's the Score? Our guest today, Paul Bosley, who is a volunteer at SCORE, and his expertise is in financing various businesses. That's what he's done all his life and started out in SCORE in the Fort Lauderdale office. So he brings some South Florida experience to the program here as well. And, of course, Rich Jekyll of SCORE. Once again, the phone number for SCORE, 407-420-4844, 407-420-4844, the website orlando.score.org. And remember, the national website where they got a lot of videos and great information and educational stuff for you there, that is score.org, score.org. So we will take that break and come right back with more of What's the Score? Okay, welcome back to What's the Score? Once again, this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And we have enhanced the winning combination here today because we have indeed made contact with Lucy Polito of Score. Howdy, Lucy. How you doing? I'm doing great. And it was um, good to see Rich, but I had to I had to join you guys because poor Paul, he's there by himself. Somebody's got to defend him. <laughs> That's it. All right. So she's, of course, refer- uh, she's also referring to the award-winning Rich Jekyll, as only she can, <laughs> being an award winner herself, of course. And Paul Bosley is, once again, our guest. And they are all three volunteers at SCORE. And they're working harder than ever. I can tell you that right now, ladies and gentlemen. As you've heard, they're adapting to new technologies. They've uh, adapted new methods of how they can effectively help people. But they are going, they are soldiering right on, taking care of their clientele. Am I not right, Lucy? Yes, for sure. And we're ready to help people. You know, uh, I was uh, working yesterday. I was surprised it was a little slow. I would have anticipated a lot more uh, requests, but no, it was uh, unfortunate. So 
but certainly, let's remind everybody that we're there every day, Monday through Friday, and we are anxious to help all the people in those difficult times. Yeah. And, and we'll get through these times, right, Lucy? I mean, we will come out on the other side. We may not be able to predict what the other side will look like, but there is going to be another side, and there will be business, maybe not as usual, but there will be business to be done, and a lot of it, don't you think? Oh, I believe there will be a lot of business once we're up and running. I mean, it, as you say, it may be a little bit slow at the beginning, but, you know, we all need services. And uh, the moment we uh, are able to get out of our houses, I, for one, will be doing an awful lot of shopping when I get out because I've been in quarantine for about a month. So think about that. You know, that's a lot of money I can spend now. Oh, no doubt. No doubt about that. And My address is... Oh, yeah. Right. Be, be careful there, Rich. You might get a lot of love letters if you put it out over the air there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Paul, uh, back to you, uh, because you you said that you have uh, put in for for these loans. Uh, and l- let me ask you this. Uh, uh, how successful were you in, in terms of getting them? And, and please, once again, describe, you said you put in for all three. I presume that's the PP, so-called PPP loan. That's the payroll relief. Uh, did you also put in for the loan here in Florida, the bridge loans? And what other loan did you did you apply for? Uh, the uh, you got three right. The uh, the other one is the e, they call it the EIDL emergency yeah, EIDL disaster loan. And, and uh, so far, I'm I'm zero for three. I struck out so far. Okay, is that because they just hadn't been finally processed, or because they ran out of money? Because we know this week that uh, that the uh, PPP ran out of money, the bridge loans ran out of money, and and I presume the EIDLs as did as well, the idols. So did, did I, I? I really don't know the the email that I saw. I haven't seen anything from Florida other than they got my application. That was a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Um, so I got an email back from them saying they got it from EIDL. That's the story in and of itself. Um, the, the an application I filled out initially was a very long application. It was about three weeks ago. And I got an email back saying they received it. And uh, I was on a webinar earlier, I'm sorry, last week, and the assistant director of the SBA and I have co-presented for SCORE in, uh, at Nova University in the past. So we know each other. So we were emailing back and forth, and she told me to reapply for the new version of the EIDL, which is a shorter version. And uh, it's the one that mentions the $10,000 grant. Right. And I getting on a couple days in a row and I couldn't get on. And last night at seven o'clock before I finally shut off the computer, I tried and I got on and I got in and, uh, and then the, uh, PPP loan. I'm a, I've been with bank America since I'm two years old or something. So I, I got an email from, uh, from them right after the PPP loan came out, they were the first one that sent stuff to their, um, to their uh, only to their account holders. And I think uh, they even got some bad press for that because they only were going to work with their own account holders. And I applied and I had everything ready, you know, cause I'm in finance. So I, you know, obviously I kind of knew what I had to do when I got it all prepared. I uploaded it into a portal. I got an email back from them saying they got it. I got a phone call from somebody saying they got it. And it's all sitting in a portal somewhere, Bank America, and that's it. So, I'm, like I said, I'm 0 for 3. All right. Okay, they just had some news out this morning that they just started sending the checks out for that. It had been uh, all held up, obviously, but they just started releasing the funds. Now, after that, right after that, uh, they were gave notice that the Congress had not uh, done the uh, the additional funds, uh, you, you know what do you call it? The affirmation. The uh, they haven't given it the go ahead. So uh, all the ones that were in process in the PPP were being sent out. However, that's it for the moment. Now they're back in stall mode. 
All right. And once again, this is all working out literally as we're speaking, ladies and gentlemen, over these uh, hours and days. Now, Paul, you said uh, the bridge loan as well, the emergency bridge loan. Now, that's that's a state loan. The other two you were talking about were federal loans. What was that experience like? Uh, the 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 first version of the EIDL is the standard one that would be happening whenever uh, like a hurricane hit or anything like that. It's the same program they had out before they customized it for the the uh, coronavirus. That was pretty lengthy. But the, the new one I did last night in probably 10 minutes, just asked a couple questions, okay. uh, your background questions and uh, your how much revenue your company brings in, how many employees what your expenses are, you know, if you're, uh, uh, you know, if you're American citizen, if you have any indictments, it was pretty quick. You know, I got through it probably in about oh, uh, maybe minutes max. Well, uh, that, that uh, loan is different though. That's, you have to have your payroll records, your 1099s, uh, your either, if you didn't file, which most people didn't file 2019, you have to have your, your year-end uh, income statement, balance sheet, uh, copy of your driver's license, uh, all the copies of your payroll forms, uh, and then there's an actual application that you fill out. So that's a little different. Um, but the application is only two pages. And again, it's pretty similar to what I just described about the EIDL loan. It's just asking you some questions. But you have to have your stuff prepared. Right. And circle back to what Rich said the emails that I received, I was going to be on a webinar today for uh, SBA and the webinar came out uh, and said, this is from the SBA said that uh, they're no longer accepting applications for the EIDL. However, as Rich did say, uh, they're going to process the applications one at a time on a uh, first come first serve basis. So the gate went down and now they're going to process them. Now, as far as whether they're going to, have enough money or not, as Rich said, there was money allocated by Congress and it's a finite amount of money. So once it runs out, it runs out. In regards to the PPP loan, what the SBA email said is check with your lender. So, uh, and that's all it said. It didn't say anything more than that. Yeah. Um, so that's really all I know based on the emails that I got from the SBA. SCORE came out, the National SCORE office sent an email out. And uh, and that, again, really said this pretty much the same thing that the SBA uh, uh, email sent out. The, the question is, when you do an SBA loan, when a, when a bank does an SBA loan, not the SBA itself, I'm sorry, I should restate that, which is what the PPP program has done, the lender has to attach an SBA number that they get from the SBA. So one of my SBA lenders that I've done hundreds of loans with over the years has hoarded, just like people have hoarded toilet paper, he's <laughs> hoarded SBA numbers. No kidding. And what he does is he already has the numbers. So what will happen is in his situation, he's just going to stick the numbers on all these PPP loans and send them in. So the bottom line is the process is, set up so that a lender has to have an SBA number to submit the loan. Yeah, in order to validate it. That's a behind-the-scenes type of uh, thing that happens in that in that industry. So they had to go to an SBA-approved uh, loan uh, institution in the beginning. In other words, they had to be, in the beginning, they had to be a customer of that SBA-approved loan guys. Now well, they've relaxed that. You should go to to the bank where you do business, uh, and that obviously is the easiest way to do it. Right. Yeah, but I not think, all of them are SBA approved. Right, right. Well, that's true, but I mean, most of them. Yeah, and they've 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 broadened that uh, the number of banks and lending institutions. They've really expanded that. Uh, by the way, uh, that uh, national website once again for SCORE is SCORE.org. SCORE.org. You heard Paul refer to that. Uh, just a moment or two ago. We are coming up on another break here in a second. Paul, once again, will be conducting a virtual Coffee with a Leader, Leader Series presentation. 
and that's coming up this this week. So go to orlando.score.org and sign up for that. And you'll want to want to participate in that. There will be a question and answer portion of it, and it will be conducted via Zoom. So go to orlando.score.org to sign up for Paul's Coffee with a Leader series presentation coming up here. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about you know where we go from here, uh, what may be next, and some of the not only the hurdles but opportunities that may lay out there. Uh, as the landscape changes literally before our very eyes. It's like we've been in you know, kind of like an economic earthquake, wouldn't you say, Rich, more or less? Oh, yeah, it's a quagmire, man. You don't know what's coming out of it. One of the things that I see are more and more delivery type of opportunities opening up. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's the sort of thing we'll talk a little bit more about when we come back with What's the Score? Once again, the Orlando.score.org website is there for you to sign up not only for the virtual series presentations, but also for the excellent newsletter that they have, which will update you and keep you alerted as to the things that SCORE is doing. And that's Orlando.score.org. And it really is an excellent newsletter and very kept very up to date and timely. And don't forget, at that website, you'll also find an archive of these radio shows and now also an archive of their virtual presentations. All right, so you've got a whole lot more stuff going on at Orlando.score.org. So we will take a break and come back with more of What's the Score? Okay, we're back, and we are What's the Score, and we are four here today. I've got Lucy Polito, I've got Rich Jekyll, and I've got Paul Bosley, three great volunteers at SCORE. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show, and we're here trying to keep up with all of the things happening as, as they're happening so quickly around us. And it's almost like things are happening real fast, but in another way, it's like things are kind of stuck in slow motion. I think you used the word quagmire as we went into the break there uh, Rich, I did that. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's that's sort of a, a good characterization of things as they sit right now. Now, Paul, you said uh, you didn't, uh, you don't know really yet uh, about the idle uh, application you put in or the PPP application as we do this show. What about the emergency bridge loan program here in Florida? Uh, that probably went out uh, the door pretty quick as well, I would imagine. Yeah, I, I did that about three weeks ago, and I got an email right back from them a couple days later saying that they received the application, and that's all I heard. And nothing since, huh? Nothing since. Like I said, I'm 0 for 3. <laughs> well, uh, where do you, we, we go from here? I mean, obviously, uh, whatever relief programs are out there are going to be limited in their, if uh, we're hearing now, not just their their, you know, success but their availability to begin with uh, you know at what point do businesses either have to open up or close up paul well you know it's a, it's a great question because you know in the end uh congress as you know is 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 uh is out they're not they're not in washington and the last time they voted to uh approve the cares act they had to be in in, in Washington to vote. They weren't allowing a voice vote. So the Wall Street Journal article that I saw yesterday stated that they're due to come back in early May, you know, like the first week of May. And I don't imagine that's going to be accelerated. So that means that uh, for the next two weeks, the people that have applications in, whether they're EIDL, PPP, Florida Bridge Loan, you know, they're going to have to wait and see if they get anything or not, you know, there's really no way of knowing. Um, right. You actually get into your account well, and you see the money. I mean, it's just a matter of just waiting. Well, and that's just it. I mean, these are programs that, you know, had been funded and obviously the demand is so great that there wasn't enough to, to go around. And, and even as we speak, uh, as legislation is passed, it, you know, it's going to take a week or two for it to hit the streets, so to speak. So the situation obviously is is dire in that sense. What is the sense that you're getting from your clients? Like, like you said, the campgrounds, they had to close down. Uh, and I would imagine that uh, 
they anticipate being able to reopen, but uh, will they be able to op- reopen in a limited capacity and still be able to get by for better days, Paul? Well, that that industry is kind of interesting because they, they've got an the ARVC has an advocacy group, just like most industries do, and they're able to house people. So um, there's a number of people that are uh, housing emergency, you know, medical workers, you know, people that are traveling. So they're able to in these campgrounds. You could come in in an RV. A lot of them have cabins. Uh, that they rent out. So they're in a, they're in kind of a unique situation. Um, most of them are trying to be declared a, uh, a necessary industry. I know that's not the right wording. Um, what's it? Mandatory industry. Uh, essential. essential. Thank you. Essential yeah. industry. And there's a whole group of, uh, of people in ARVC that are going to, you know, by state by state, they're trying to get them uh, viewed as an industry to be essential, which makes a lot of sense. Um, a lot of these industry, a lot of these campground owners have equity in their real estate. So that's one of the options they have, you know, to do some type of refi, um, which we've been talking about realistically, because refinancing is still being done in the SBA. I'm in the middle of about, well, I don't know, probably close to $10 million worth of refis right now as we speak. And and they're still doing refinance closing because the interest rates are as low as they've ever been. Right. I mean, so that's for that industry. But when you're looking at uh, an industry that's renting space, that's a whole different animal. Um, you know, there, there, there's articles in the Wall Street Journal just within the last couple of days that uh, just center on the idea that there's a lot of um, infighting going on between tenants and landlords right now. Um, you know, because the, the tenants are looking for forgiveness and there's a lot of national uh, companies that are saying they're just not going to pay their rent, and that was a that was a front page Wall Street Journal article yesterday. Yeah, um, yeah. So there's there, people are trying to minimize their expenses and then stay alive that way by not paying rent or you know whatever they have to do to lay off people or you know as a business owner you just got to figure out how you're going to stay alive. Uh, Lucy, you said uh, the other day when you were the manager on duty that it was a kind of light day. It surprised you a little bit. Had 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 the business been brisk at score? People calling with concerns. Has it been brisk normally? Well, any 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 phone calls that come into score would come into the manager that's on duty that particular day. Uh, so yesterday, I only had like a couple of phone calls, and that's about it but I didn't get anything else. I do want to mention something that Paul mentioned before that I think everyone needs to keep uh, in mind. When you have a small business, sometimes people have a tendency to just concentrate on whatever they do in that business. And they don't really pay too much attention to their day-to-day financials and expenses and that kind of stuff. And in some moments like this, when you come into an emergency, that if you don't have your, as you say, all your ducks in order, uh, it takes a long time to get all this stuff together and, and be able to present it to the financial organization. So, you know, if there's a, and I mentioned this before, if there's a lesson to be learned for a small business in this, to be aware of your financials and keep them uh always up to date because you never know when you're going to need it. And I think part of the delay at the SBA is also, number one, I think they may not have enough people to handle this incredible volume that they're getting. That's one part. And the other is I wonder how much of the information that's being submitted is really complete. And I don't know, Paul, maybe you know more about that. Paul? You know what? I'm sure. I'm not sure. I caught the. Could you restate it? She's, she's well, wondering basically if the the SBA doesn't have enough people to complete the application processes, and if some people send in their applications and it's incomplete and they don't know it because they they can't get it processed. Yeah, that's, a, that's a problem. Yeah, the uh, uh, that's really a good point, Lucy. What ended up happening. Uh, and this is from the assistant director in, in the Miami chapter that I said I, I know personally. 
when they were uh, doing the webinar uh, from the SBA, that's exactly what they were saying. I mean, they're, they're just, they're overwhelmed because realistically, both of these programs, the EIDL and the PPP, they eventually end up back at the SBA. The SBA is the only one that's accepting applications directly from the EIDL. And, uh, and then in the end, like I said earlier, uh, the SBA has to issue the loan document number for the PPP loan. So they're just, they're slammed. All right. And the uh, webinar that Paul will be giving at the Coffee with Leaders series coming up this week, uh, Paul will be covering some of this. Uh, uh, well, actually, just give us a little preview, of, actually, of what you will exactly be going over this week, Paul. Well, you know, it, it, it changes day to day. Um, the Until this morning, I didn't know they ran out of money. So, uh, you know, the way I was thinking of doing this is uh, was to, to make sure that everybody understood the different programs. I think the way I'm going to do it is going to have a lot to do with what Lucy just said. You know, take the time now to prepare, you know, and I'll have the information that's available to me for the, uh, the application information from both of the loan programs to make sure that they understand what, what they need to prepare, especially for the PPP program, because if you had to choose between the two, you know, you realistically, you're better off with the PPP program, because right now my understanding of the EIDL is that to some extent it's limited to, uh, to, to a smaller amount of money where the PPP program is really just based on your payroll. Right. You know, one of my main clients, uh, I was on the phone with the CFO of United Franchise Group, which is, you know, it's a very large chain of, uh, they're, they're a chain of different franchises. They have the Sinorama franchise and, and Broid Me, and I can go down a whole list of franchises that they have. But there's one company and they have 100 employees. You know, they have less than the, the I think it's like 150 employees. So if you average in and probably, you know, you do the math, let's just say they average 50,000 bucks a year. You know, you take 150,000 a year, you divide it by 12, and then you multiply that by two and a half. That's a lot of money. Sure is. They keep paying those people over the eight weeks. It's forgiven. So the idea of, prepare, of, of applying for a PPP loan, as, which can be forgiven, and it's really just based on your payroll, compare that to an EIDL loan, which is probably going to be limited to a smaller amount of money. It's really no comparison. Okay. So what I'll probably do is I'm going to focus in on what Lucy was saying on how to prepare because the Congress is going to, they're going to issue more money. You know, oh, they yeah. might, As a matter of fact, by the time you do this, by the time you do the uh, webinar, the virtual coffee with leader presentation, they may have already done it. So obviously yeah, you'll, you'll be prepared either way. Right, Paul, go ahead. That's the idea, but to get them, get them prepared. That's the, that's the whole concept. Get them prepared. Okay. And once again, that's coming up this week. You can sign up for that at Orlando.score.org, Orlando.score.org. And it is free. Bring your own coffee though, right? B-Y-O-C, B-Y-O-C, right, Rich? That F word. That's right. Free, baby, free. All right. And once again, Orlando.score.org. And please do sign up for the excellent newsletter while you're there as well. And check out all the other great offerings that are there. A lot of them are there for you. And please spread the word around as well. And follow us and like us. Where, Rich? Where are you wanting to follow you and like oh, you? Oh, yeah. Facebook, baby. Like us on Facebook. Give us a kiss. That's right. Rich loves that you stuff. Can't do that, can you? <laughs> Maybe you can't even give us a tweet. Uh, well, anyway, uh, Facebook. That's uh, Orlando Score Orlando on Facebook. Score Orlando on Facebook. All right. We're going to take another break here in a few seconds. And when we come back on the other side, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what we may be looking forward to because once again there will be opportunities there'll be changes that need to be made and you need to be ready for that as well all right so once again our guest today paul bosley volunteer at score and he'll be presenting the coffee with leader series presentation this week and go sign up at orlandos.score.org and we will be right back with more of what's the score
Okay, we are back, and we are What's the Score, and this is the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination. And we do have the winning, ultra-winning combination today because I'm with three great volunteers from SCORE. Paul Bosley, who's our guest today, Rich Jekyll, the award-winning, and the co-award-winning as well, Lucy Polito. I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. And you want to know what, ladies and gentlemen? Radio, especially in times like this, is the most important form of communication that we have. As a matter of fact, I was watching, I'm not going to say what network it was, but you might have seen the commercial as well. There's an organization that's giving away free radios. These are emergency, they're calling them emergency radios, the kind you can crank up. You don't even have to have batteries for it. Of course, you can plug it in or put batteries in. And why did they say that? Because in times of true catastrophe and true need, Radio is still the most effective form of communication there is out there. And with great radio stations here, Salem Media Group here in Orlando has the voice, has the volume, ladies and gentlemen, has the power to get your message out there. And it's going to be more important than ever before to get your message out to clients, to bring them back to your business, make them feel comfortable with coming back to your business, make them feel comfortable with just coming out of their houses, ladies and gentlemen. We've been through a tremendous shock and communication, direct communication with your voice or the great voices of the folks here at Salem Media Group is the way to communicate with the clientele here in Central Florida and in radio stations around the country. And the Salem Media Group, once again, led by Bill Files, he's the man to talk to here, 407 617-1760 is his phone number, 407-618-1760. And radio, once again, in good times as well as bad, is the most effective and the most gone to. In other words, more people utilize it, especially in times like this, to get information than any other form of communication, believe it or not. And, uh, Rich, you know I say that every week, but you know it's more important now than ever. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, I mean, just the fact that we're able to communicate with people out there is still great. And uh, we really want to to thank our uh, hosts for this thing, which is Salem Communications, particularly Pete Paquette, and for getting us on the air and keeping us on the air for the last four weeks. Well, during this time period, but for the last, what, four years, going on five years now that we've four been Four years, yeah. Indeed. And, and it's, he really threw caution to the wind, didn't he? Yeah, and it's been a public service all along, Salem Media Group providing this for the community, for SCORE. So it's, it's a great organization. And once again, it's the most basic form of mass communication that we have. And that's why in times of emergency, it is the reliable form of communication. If you remember a couple of years ago when they had Hurricane Maria in Puerto Rico, guess what? Radio was still on the air. Remember the hurricane in the Bahamas? Guess what? Radio was still on the air. All the other forms of communication, pff, kaput. But radio, still there. All right, all you need is a transmitter, a receiver, and a generator, and you're ready to go. All right, so let's Batteries. Batteries. Well, no, you get those little crank radios, and you could do that. Oh, man. <laughs> the only thing that. is you, you only get about 30 seconds of airtime for each you know, <laughs> five minutes of cranking, but nonetheless. All right, so, uh, you know, and there are going to be, you know, uh, different messaging, shall we say, requirements coming out of this, don't you think, Paul? I mean, it's not going to be your standard, you know, it, it's a whole new clientele out there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Don't you think? Yeah, you know, it's it's amazed me. Uh, just to, I'll give you one real unique example. We exhibit at uh, a number of trade shows and expos. And the biggest one in the franchise industry in New York City is at the Jacobs Abbott Center. It's in uh, in June. It's called the International Franchise Expo. Well, they canceled it, and I enrolled to be a virtual exhibitor and a virtual cool. speaker. So that industry, just that just that one industry is going to totally change. And trade shows like that are conducted all across the country in both the spring and the fall, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, trade conducted during those trade shows. And the, the question is going to be, can it be effective doing it virtually? I guess you're going to find out, huh, Paul? Yeah, we'll find out. I'll, I'll give you one more, just and I'll leave you at this. All the franchisors, when they're selling franchises, 
they have discovery days. And normally what happens is a person will fly into the corporate office and they'll, they'll be interviewed. And guess how it's happening right now? I'll bet you Rich knows. Zooming? They're <laughs> zooming. They're, they're, they're zooming. They're zooming in. They're zooming in. And, yeah, go ahead. And the franchises that I'm talking with, they say they're going to just, why would they fly them in? They're just going to zoom them from now on. Right. Well, you know, and you got to wonder, I mean, initially that's going to be the way I presume we'll have to do things. But over the long term, Lucy, over the long term, now you worked at American Express. And and obviously I would imagine they have people right now trying to, you know, figure the future and what direction things are going to go so that they can focus their efforts. But at the end of the day, we're still human beings, aren't we? Yes, we are. And I think that's uh, that's the one thing that is going to be really difficult. Uh, You know, we all like to uh, socialize, and a lot of our social life comes from our jobs. That's where we meet a lot of people. Uh, That's how we make a lot of friends. So being home and doing all this, it's kind of nice for now. But to be honest, I even miss Rich. Can you believe this? This is crazy. <laughs> this, is, this is what tells me. See, I think they that call. I, I, I think they call. I, need, I still need human beings. I don't like dealing with computers all the time. You know, I think they call that the Stockholm syndrome, something like that. Anyway, uh, but, they, but, 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 but I feel the love. Uh, yeah, but but uh, Rich, and then I'll let you chime in on this one too. There's also going to be the issue of productivity as well. You know, especially. You know, a lot of folks aren't used to working at home. Some people can do it. Most people, I don't think, will be able to be nearly as productive at home as they are in the workplace. And I would imagine some will probably be even more productive. But that's going to be a sort of a sorting out process, don't you think? Especially if there are little kids around. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Rich. I think that uh, with the technology changing exponentially as it is because of this thing, that the technology is going to be really intriguing to the younger uh, workforce, and therefore they're going to embrace it and move with it and feel more comfortable and like it better and become more efficient at it. And they may not be at home. They may be in a restaurant. They may be someplace, but they're going to be using this new technology that's coming out here like Zoom and set up meetings and that kind of stuff. And I think they think that it's going to make them much more productive in the long term. However, I'm not a proponent of that. I'm a proponent of face-to-face human contact. And I don't think that can go away. And Paul, you want to chime in on this? Paul Bosley, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, I agree with both what everyone said. I think in the end, we're social animals and it's just going to be a matter of rebalancing life. Um, you know, I, I, I've been emailing everyone and my wife had a heart uh, operation a couple of years ago. She's still under cardiologist care and I can't do anything to speak of until we get vaccinated. So, you know, I'm basically in for the next year basically i mean there's not really a whole i can't go to score meetings i you know i i I can't get exposed because if i come home and i get her sick uh, i wouldn't be able to sleep at night you know so i think you're going to see a lot of a lot of changes especially with people that are uh either married to somebody at risk or or at risk themselves all right uh, just got a couple minutes left. You know, Jeff Bezos, head of uh, Amazon, wrote a letter to his employees this past week talking about all this, talking about how they may incorporate testing on a daily basis at their plants or their warehouse or where all of their facilities, you know, until we do get to a vaccine or whatever. But he also said this in his letter. He said, you know, during times like this, it's kind of a three three choices. You can let these times define you. You can let them destroy you, or you can rise to the occasion and meet the times head on. Lucy, good advice? I think it's very good advice. Uh, And, of course, I think the history of this country shows that we always write, and I'm certainly sure that we will continue to do so. Rich, good advice from Jeff Bezos? 
I am hearing, uh, when I go to MOD there, I am hearing more of that way of thinking than the depression way. Uh, in other words, we're going to make it through this and we're going to be better and that type of stuff. So I'm going to be better for it because it didn't kill me. Yeah, well, right. I hope you're going to be better for it. That's for sure. Well, I tell you, he... it doesn't kill you. It makes you stronger. All right, Paul, <laughs> I'll give you the last word on that. You got about a minute. Well, you know, I, I, I look at it really as a, from a business standpoint, because I'm a business person and I'm self-employed and have been. And uh, I guess from my perspective, I just have to figure out for my unique situation, what's the best way to go on and go forward. And I think that's what every business person has to do. You know, I'm not just talking about as an individual from a health standpoint, but I think as a, as a business, you have to figure it out. I'll, I'll give you one, another example, because I'm very involved, as I said earlier, in the fitness industry. And there's a lot of people in that industry right now that are changing their workouts to be virtual. And there's a lot of equipment manufacturers that used to sell these bikes that, you know, a lot of the equipment that's being sold in fitness uh, is connected to the internet now because they, they want to entertain them and there's televisions and stuff. There's going to be a whole different revolution on people even in that industry exercising at home. All right. Well, I tell you what, we're going we're to have to leave it there for this week anyway, because we're flat out of time, but sign up for that coffee with a leader presentation by Paul at Orlando.score.org coming up this week. And as he was just saying, as Rich was saying, as Lucy was saying, you know, don't let this time define you. Don't let it destroy you. Rise up and meet it because there's going to be opportunities. There's going to be all kinds of opportunities. The only thing is figuring out where they are, what they are, and how you can, you know, benefit by them. Take advantage of it. Right? Exactly. So, you know, business is business at the end of the day, even under changing circumstances. All right. So we're going to leave it there. Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. Please do join uh, the uh, newsletter. Uh, sign up for the newsletter at Orlando.score.org. Please follow us and like us at Score Orlando on Facebook. And once again, until next week, please. Tell all your friends about what's the score and about SCORE itself because it's a great organization. And right now, more than ever before, you need the help from SCORE. And so until next week, that's it for What's the Score.